You know, Rob, I am still rocking three Macs at one time on my desk, and I haven't, I haven't fixed that situation. I think I, we talked about this a little bit before, but it's just a complete mess here because I've been testing M1 Macs, and I really need to get down to just one Mac because I kind of forget which machine I'm on, which one. They all have you know slightly different software on them and different setups and all that kind of thing. And I've been working on a Mac Mini that really is not being backed up anymore, anywhere. So you know I'm living life dangerously. There's a very specific. It's a very John specific complaint. I know. Um, that I know. There's too many computers. It's a it's a humble brag. <laughs> it's a big. It's a it's quite a quite a weird flex, but. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, it's. I mean, I. I actually. I kind of like doing all these experiments and having all this stuff connected together all at once. It's kind of fun, but. Uh, but it it does get to be a little confusing. And I've been working on a Mac a lot for like the last nine months. It seems like it's been constant because we rolled right from Big Sur betas right into new M1 chip based Macs. So I've been on the Mac more than I have most years, and I, you know, it's it's good. I'm not complaining, but uh, right now I need to. I need to wipe one of these Macs, send it back to Apple, and then figure out which one's going to be my main computer. I'm, I'm thinking about going back to a laptop in clamshell mode, Rob. I, am I crazy? Am I crazy to be thinking about doing that? No, I mean that's why. I, I mean that's that's how I. It's the only computer I've got. Yeah, is a, is a MacBook. So I mean, it's not. It's, it's fine for the most part. Yeah, I always find it frustrating with the Intel Macs, like you know the sleep wake stuff and the external monitor stuff. Mm-hmm. We're always like a little. They they never seem to work hundred percent for me. But I have noticed with the M ones that it it's a lot more reliable. And maybe it's a more of a Big Sur thing. It's very hard to tell since they came out at about the same time, but. Uh, but it's been really good. The new Mac Mini, and not Mac Mini, the MacBook Air, has been really reliable as a as a clamshell Mac. Yeah, it's it's a decent. I mean, you know, you're not the only person to say it's been been good. But um, but yeah, I mean, it it seems like a really really good computer, especially for the price. Yeah, it, I think it is, and it it is particularly for one of the things that when I reviewed these things, I was thinking about was. You know, I think a lot of people who are kind of geek type people like myself like to aspire to the Mac Pro or something like that because, or the MacBook Pro, just because it's the most computer and it'll do everything will be a little bit faster. The reality is that is that with the M1, most vast majority of people I don't think really need that much computer anymore. Uh, I, I think that like the difference is even less than before, just because. Everything is so quick with these fast SSDs in it, plus the fast processor, that unless you're doing something that really requires a lot of parallel fast cores, it's really not going to make, you know, it's not going to make much difference if you're using the air. The air is, uh, is already very fast and right up there with some of those, you know, at least the Intel Mac Pros, it's right up there in terms of like the benchmarks and stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, Rob, we should talk about Disney Plus because we haven't talked about Disney Plus in a little while. And I I have a show that I want to say that uh, probably everybody who's listening to this thinks is really good, but I thought was really awful when I first watched it. And that's WandaVision. I, I watched the first episode of that, and I thought this was the dumbest show I've ever watched ever. I mean, yeah. I, what did you think? I, I mean, I didn't feel quite that strongly about it but i do agree with you i think the the first two episodes because the first two yes. released on the same day yes. and they, they're both very similar episodes right. um you know we're not going to get into like 
spoilers or anything like that because no. I don't want to, especially not at the beginning of the show. Um, but yeah, like the first two episodes were really slow and they were like, there's not really anything going on. There was a few little references if you were really paying attention. Like if you, I kind of saw this afterwards, but like if you really know all of the Marvel movies and stuff, like there's some references there that were like, oh, that's a thing from, you know, this movie or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like there really wasn't a lot going on in the first two episodes. And then now here we are on what the fifth episode yeah, I think. fifth or sixth something like that and it's like really good it's yeah an amazing show. right and, and <laughs> i i think they really undersold it in a way that was kind of dangerous really because i after i saw the first episode i almost didn't even watch the second episode i mean i you know i mean i think it's safe to say that the premise of the first episode is kind of like a 50s sitcom type of mm-hmm. situation and there, as you said, if you know the movies really well and paid close attention, you there were some hints in there, and there were just a couple of things that you were aware of that were like, well, that's not that's a little off, that's not quite right, and it was just enough for me to think, well, there's something more to this. there has basically there has to be something more to this. I'm going to watch again, uh, but I think they probably overdid that just a little bit because boy, I didn't really enjoy that first one. And now I really like the show and I've, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to every episode now, but I, I was not bought into it at all at the front end. I thought this was going to be like one of those shows where I watched a couple think and thought, well, I'll watch one more. And then it was either, well, I'm just going to watch the end because I'm too invested in it now, or I'm just going to feel like I wasted (laughs) a few hours. But, but in the end, I'm, I'm actually really happy with it. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, what the hell do I know about running a TV show or, a t- you know, a, a streaming service? But I think if it was me, I would maybe have done a slightly longer first episode. Yeah, that's a good point. And maybe sort of, maybe leaked some of the third episode where it sort of really gets going into that first episode so that it right. was like a bit more, a bit more rounded of, right, here's the, I guess the pilot in the you know in the traditional sense of how the tv you know they kind of you see everything and you may mostly know what the show is about whereas i think in this instance it's not till the third episode that you really get a sense of what the show is or what it's even going to be right right then you start realizing what the context is and i i think you know and that's maybe relying too much on either the super fans of marvel who know all the lore which I like Marvel movies, but I don't know all the details and I don't try to know all the details and I don't rewatch the movies for the most part. And so either that or people just coming across headlines and social media and things that lead them to think that there's something more. And I really, I actually was, when this came out, I was kind of busy on some things. Plus I don't like to be exposed to spoilers. So I basically ignored all of the media hype around WandaVision. I knew there was hype, but I didn't know why there was hype. And so that when I actually sat down to watch it, I was a little confused why people were excited about this show, to be honest, uh, at, at the, at first, but you know, I, I guess I've been around the internet long enough to know that there probably was something more to it. And, uh, I, so I kept watching. Yeah, and I think I think people were. Ex- I mean, firstly, we've had a year without any Marvel movies, right? Which is the um, first time know, in no, years and years. 
yeah, there's been like, you know, there's no TV shows, there's been no movies. We haven't even really had any new trailers since like a Black Widow trailer in like June or something. Right. Um, so I think that has to be part of it as well as it's like, you know, as a fan of the movies, unlike you, like I do watch them again and I, you know, I, I kind of, I do pick up on some of the little Easter eggs and stuff like that. But I think, yeah, you're right. Like a lot of the hype was just like, well, there's just a new Marvel show. Like, right. literally take anything at this point. It doesn't matter what it is. We'll watch it. Speaking of trailers, I would say that that, um, what is it, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier one coming out? That that one, look, that looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. It, it, I mean, it, it's got the same, or certainly from the trailer, it looks like it's got the same kind of vibe as Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where it's like right. this sort of... You know, is it like a spy show? Is it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's got that same kind of vibe. And it, if it has, then that's great because it's like one of my favorite of the of the Marvel movies. Yeah, it, it definitely is more of an action show. It's interesting that WandaVision ended up being the first show released as a TV show from uh, Disney Plus because it's really kind of an oddball show when you think about it. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it, like I say, I think it's it's got enough. Um, you know, there's enough people that care about the Marvel universe in general that it it would it will be fine. But you're totally right. Like this isn't this isn't necessarily the show to sell. Oh, look at us! We're Disney and we're making TV shows from our movie characters. Like this isn't it, right? Uh, or it's right. or at least it wasn't in the first two episodes. I think it is now. It's way more obvious now. It's like, oh, okay, this is like a good thing. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's it just seems like a, a riskier choice to lead with. And I know that schedules got mixed up because of the pandemic and release schedules and when these movie, these shows were originally going to come out changed over time. So I'm sure there's been a lot of adjustments and maybe this wasn't their first pick for you know the show that would lead off on Disney Plus from Marvel but you know in the end I'm 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 happy with it I'm looking forward to the next show it's nice to have new things to watch you know it seems like there's a decent amount coming out at the moment um tell me though Rob tell me a little bit about Star because I know that you've got Star coming to the UK which is a version of Disney Plus I guess or how does it work exactly yeah so the the email that I got um, well, other than the email was trying to remind me, oh, hey, you need to pay us for another year, <laughs> um, which, you know, is fine. Um, the email I got said that this is just going to be another tab in Disney Plus called Star. Oh, all right. Um, so I don't pay any extra for it. It's just part of my subscription. Now, I assume they're going to put the prices up. Um, but, you know, that's fine. I don't really mind. It's fairly cheap right now. But this, this I think, is their way of getting all of the the non-family friendly Disney stuff to other people. Cause I've seen the U S that would be on things like Hulu right. and Fox and places like that. Um, but like in the UK, there's no way for me to watch any of like the Hulu stuff. And I think some of the Fox stuff is available, but not all of it. Um, so yeah, this is on the 23rd. Mm. Um, I'm going to have a new tab in Disney plus and a whole bunch of TV shows and movies to watch. Well, that's good. I, I mean, Hulu is very good. We've actually subscribed to that consistently now for like a couple of years. And I think it's smart to put it in the Disney Plus app. I think that it would be nice if they did that here. I mean, I guess it's to a degree semantics because you can buy Disney Plus and Hulu as a bundle along with ESPN and stuff in the U.S. So they are kind of packaged together already here. They're just, you know, separate apps. But we watch Hulu quite a bit. 
And I actually, we watch it more than we do Disney Plus. I mean, Disney Plus to me has gotten off on, to a very slow start. If you are the kind of person who watch it, rewatches movies you've already seen, it's really great because you've got Star Wars and Marvel and you know Pixar and all that. But I don't do mm-hmm. I don't do a lot of that. And there are some Pixar movies that I didn't see when they came out in theaters, so that's been kind of nice. But there hasn't been a ton of new content until more recently on Disney Plus. So I kind of almost wish that I had waited on Disney Plus until year two to subscribe because before this, Mandalorian was just about all I ever watched on Disney Plus. And I, I, I initially signed up for a solid two years. I got some kind of crazy good deal through, you know, signing up with your email to Disney's like fan club mm-hmm. or something, some, some really good deal that it does. It, I paid for it all up front. It didn't cost a ton of money and now I just have it and it, that's fine. And it's, it's good and I like it, but I don't watch it nearly as much as we watch things like Netflix and Hulu. Those are the, I think Netflix and Hulu are the two core services that we use in terms of watching television. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, for me, like I say, they, the only deal they did for us was if you signed up for a year, mm-hmm. um, you got a discount, so I've got to pay again, I think, next month. Um, but I'm looking through the list they've got here, and, you know, the the back catalogue of TV shows they've got it's pre- seems pretty good. Yeah, like, pretty there's, there's Buffy, which is obviously from, you know, that's fairly old, but then Desperate Housewives, uh, you know, Family Guy, Firefly, Grey's Anatomy. I mean, you know, there, there's... There's a lot of stuff here, um, you know. Whether I watch it all or not is is a different story because obviously I've, I've seen at least some of this. Right, right. Um, but you know, there's definitely a couple of bits on here that I'm like, oh yeah, I could you know watch that. And then there's you know there's a whole bunch of movies on here as well. Um, I guess probably a lot of these are like just Fox and Disney published movies where they're not um, they're not the family friendly type stuff that they would normally um, that they're not going to put on Disney Plus. Right, right. Well, anyway, well, so you're you're going to sign up again and and get your your star going forward. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, you know, I I'm going to pay for another year, no problem, because um, you know we watch quite a bit of stuff on there anyway. Um, and with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier come in, and then I think there's some other Marvel show coming this year. I can't remember what it is that's coming after that, but there's a lot of stuff coming. I'm just like, I'm just going to pay for this forever. Yeah, no. And this year, I think this year is the year that really kind of breaks the log jam and a lot of interesting stuff is coming out. So I am looking forward to it now uh, going forward. You know, uh, one thing that I've been doing is experimenting some more with over the air TV, which is funny because it's like high tech solutions to old fashioned television because you know, there still are some things you can't get on streaming. It's pretty limited list these days. I mean, even like, you know, the Super Bowl streams and stuff like that. And we don't watch a lot of sports, so it's not as big an issue for us. But, uh, you know, things like the Oscars and the Grammys, a lot of times those are only available over over the air, local news, things like that. And plus you can you can record stuff over the air and not have to subscribe. So for instance, if you don't want to subscribe to CBS All Access, you can do CBS over the air. And while it's not the same catalog of stuff, some of the more popular shows that are current shows are still available over the air and they're in HD. So it's it's a pretty nice solution. And I've been 
messing around with that. In the past, I've used Plex and I've had a Plex Pass, which mm-hmm. you know gives you the ability to use Plex as a DVR. And I have a HD Home Run, which is a, basically it's a little box that sits in on the in a spare bedroom in our house that takes a signal from an antenna, transcodes the signal into, uh, I think, I forget what the video codec is, but in any event, it transcodes the video and it goes straight over Ethernet and is available in Plex. And as a result, you can watch it on an Apple TV or a computer or whatever you want to do. And I've never been a big fan of Plex, though. I always I, I find the UI to be kind of bad. And I don't use a lot. A lot of the reason people use Plex is because they've got these massive libraries of like ripped movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't really do that. And I, and I don't, you know, I don't, I stream my music. I don't use, you know, I don't really pay attention to my old downloaded music anymore. I don't have big collections of movies and that sort of thing. So Plex was a little bit of overkill. So I've been, mo- I moved over to something called Channels, which is an iOS and Apple TV app that has a, a terrific UI and it's dead simple to use and it's really you can use there's a free version that lets you watch live TV but then there's a paid subscription which is like $80 a year that you can then use the DVR service and record shows off TV off the air and then you know play them back later and that's what I've been starting to do it's and I kind of like it I mean there are shows on there that I'm taping right now that I'm taping that I'm recording right now that are things that I can get on Hulu, but they're immediately available instead of maybe like a, a day later type thing. And sometimes that's kind of fun to just watch it that way. I mean, the, the thing that really got me going on this was that I've always had difficulty finding an antenna and th- an antenna that works well in this where I live. And I could get like a big thing on the roof and that would work great. But I didn't really want to go to that expense because I really don't watch over the air a ton, but I wanted to have the ability to do it anyway. So I got something that sits in a window, and I found one that actually has some smarts in it, some electronics built in it, made by a company called Channel Master that tunes in, kind of finds the right tuning for your geography as to where you are compared to the broadcast antennas. So it works right. right. So it works a lot better than it used to. And that's why I was willing to finally subscribe to this channels, which is a little bit more expensive than Plex because Plex Pass, I think, is $5 a month. And this is like $8 a month. So it's a little bit more. Um, and this is the thing, too, that I mean, I have it. You, you can have access to it off your network. So like Federico will <laughs> will tune into the Super Bowl from Rome and watch it on local Chicago TV, which is kind of funny. <laughs> He'll do that like three or four times a year for things like the Oscars and the Grammys and stuff like that. But uh, but that's nice. And since my two older kids are not on our network because they're off at school or whatever, they have access to that stuff too, which is kind of nice for them. And what's the other thing I like about channels is that, one, the iPad app actually works really well on the Mac. It's the first um, on an M1 Mac. It's the first iPad app that I've used on an M1 Mac that I actually found enjoyable to use. Um, they ha- they're, they're adding a bunch of new features like the ability, for instance, to create a link that's just a text file that will let you watch other streaming services other streaming services inside of channels. So you could take that WandaVision episode, create a link, 
and have it show up in channels. If you wanted to use channels as kind of your home base instead of something like the Apple TV TV app, something like that. And that, that makes sense for people who like maybe use channels on a, on a Raspberry Pi or something like that. Um, right. You know, yeah, of course. Right. So like the Apple TV, maybe it's not such a, a great idea because you've got other options there. But a lot of people run this off of a computer or off a, you know, a Raspberry Pi, that kind of thing. And then they now support something called Play, Play On, which is a service I didn't know existed, but it's been around for a while. Have you ever heard of this? I don't think so, no. I mean, I looked it up when you added it to the notes, but I have absolutely no idea it, uh, what this service is. It lets you record streaming services using some sort of copyright loophole in the United States. So, And it's only stuff you already subscribe to. So you like you sign up for Play On, and there, it, there's a bunch of different ways it works. It has a Windows app. It also has a cloud service, and I've been using the cloud service so what you do is you buy credits, and for like $8, I got 25 credits, and 25 credits lets you record 25 shows. And you spend the credit, they record it in real time remotely on their servers, and then mm-hmm. you get the file back, the M4, uh, M4A file, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. back that you can use any way you want. And... The, the, I guess the biggest downside is that it's 720p. So that right. that's not terrific. But supposedly they have 1080 coming, which would be good. Uh, and, you know, it takes time. Like I, I wanted to test it out, so I recorded eight episodes of The Flight Attendant from HBO and it took, you know, it took eight hours because it's it's real time recording, <laughs> real time recording. But eventually, I got an alert on my watch saying, you know, your shows are done, and they were there, and they were, and it, it you know, it's it's kind of nice. Now, why would you want to do that? You know, one reason is you want to record a movie that's on Netflix that's going to drop off of Netflix in a week, sure. you know, that kind of thing. It's really good for that sort of thing. Or if you subscribe to a service like Hulu, which Hulu is really bad about this, where it's like. You can use it for a couple of days off your local network, but then it blocks you. So you generally have to be on your local Wi-Fi network in order to use Hulu. So like my kids who aren't at home anymore, they can use this service for, you know, it's really inexpensive uh, to watch stuff that they can't get otherwise. So, you know, off the network. So that's kind of nice. I was just amazed that this even exists. Uh, It's a little, it feels a little sketchy. I guess. Yeah, I am wondering, like, I know you said there's a loophole. I'm wondering how legal this is. It, it feels a little <laughs> sketchy. Again, it's only things that you actually already subscribe to because you, what you do is you actually go in and log in with your credentials for those services in the app so you can then access their guide and then record the things. So Right, so so not only are you potentially breaking copyright or you're probably breaking Netflix terms of service somehow. <laughs> well, well, that probably is true. You are undoubtedly <laughs> breaking terms of service in some way. But that's not the same thing as like committing a crime, fortunately. But uh, No, of course not. <laughs> but still, yes. But it exists and I was kind of amazed that it exists and I'm I'm I don't know, I'm experimenting with it. I I had I have grand uh grand experiments planned for automating this um in some way because I'm I'm thinking that there's got to be a good way to to make this happen 
behind the scenes with some scripting and things without having to do a whole lot of sure. without having to do a lot of work on my part. Not that poking a few, you know, at my phone a few times is really that much work, but uh, but yeah, it's it's always fun to kind of automate these things. Well, I, I haven't been experimenting anywhere near quite that interesting, um, <laughs> but I. I did try the KFC Double Crunch Zinger Crisps, or chips, as you would call them. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> all right, you got to tell me about these because, I, well, this is a thing that I know chicken-flavored snacks is not really a thing in America so much. It's becoming more of a thing. I've seen it here and there. But I, I do believe that this has been a bigger deal in the UK, at least, and maybe Europe more generally uh, in the past than it is now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we were saying before recording, but uh, Walkers, which is called Lay's everywhere else, I think, in Europe and in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've had a they've had chicken flavored crisps for God as long as I can remember, so probably like twenty or thirty years or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's always been like something you've always been able to buy, um, and this like Max branding that that these crisps are um, with the link I sent you, like. This seems to be their new brand where they do like really spicy or, um, you know, they've got some like jalapeno ones of these and, and the, stuff like these that. These are edgy snacks, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, these these are for people that really love crisps. Uh, have, it, have, it, have it with their with their Red Bull or Rockstar. Wait, how did you know? Are you in my house? Right <laughs> I <now>? am. <laughs> um, so I'd seen these, I don't know, somebody had posted and said, oh, look, KFC are doing doing crisps now and i was like yeah whatever okay and they're only selling them in one supermarket at one point i was like well i'm not i'm not going there i can't be bothered (laughs) and then jess came back and said oh i saw the kfc crisps i bought them for you i was like brilliant perfect i haven't had to do anything (laughs) they're just already in the house that's great um i mean like a lot of this kind of weird promotional stuff, you know, specifically with crisps, I think it, it's a thing where they like they do these weird flavors and they just disappear forever. Um, I wasn't too sure about these. I thought, do I want a KFC flavored crisp? I mean, they're, they're nice. They don't taste like KFC. They just taste like chicken crisps, but they're a bit spicy. Um, right. But I did enjoy them. Um, so if, maybe if I see them again, I might pick them up again. All right. Well, I actually tried uh, a, a similar edgy snack, which was uh, Doritos Spicy Sweet Chili Chips. All right. So these have kind of a, boy, I don't even know how to, how to describe. It's, it's a little bit like sriracha sauce, but with sweetness to it, like sriracha and okay. honey almost. Sure. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. They're they're all right for Doritos. I'm not a big fan of Doritos, but I have a teenager in my house, so lots of snacks in this house all the time. I'm I'm trying to find a link to them and I just keep ending up on websites Type... that are trying to get me to install Flash. No, no. <laughs> it's Doritos. Just do a I did I just typed in a Doritos chili to find it. It's Doritos spicy sweet chili flavor. Oh yeah, I've Oh yeah, I found them now. Yeah, yeah, the purple bag. Sweet chili. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Th- th- those are all right. Those are all right. If you like, if you like junk food, you know that's yeah. Go junk I mean, food. I'm not sure. I I found them on a. What, it's a fairly popular over here American food, but in the UK, like so they they oh, sure. import it and stuff. 
um, but they're out of stock. I can put my email address in, they'll tell me when they're back in, and I can pay an extortionate amount of money for a very small bag of crisps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we have those over here too, don't worry, that, that sell like UK stuff. Um, like, you oh, know, yeah. You, I, you get like your Cadbury chocolate and stuff like that. Yeah, we saw that. Like when we were in New York, we, you know, we were in the shops and stuff, and we'd see like the British section. You're right. Um, and I'd, I mean, firstly, like some of the things that they bring, I think you imported that. People were like, this is some really <laughs> bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's usually like shortbread cookies and, mm-hmm. and various teas and. I don't know Cadbury chocolates, and I don't I don't know what else, but yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. yeah. I mean, the the Cadbury chocolate makes sense because yes, America I, has terrible chocolate. It's true, I love the Cadbury chocolate. <laughs> Every time we go to Ireland to visit my son, and we always bring back loads of it as much as we can. Pack you know pack in our suitcase, we bring back. Um, do you have Butler's chocolate in Plymouth? I Butler's chocolate. Plymouth. I, is, I think it's it, Portsmouth. <laughs> it's a, yeah, I, I meant Portsmouth. <laughs> Uh, I think it's Irish, actually. Now that I think of it, uh, no, I've n- no. At yeah, first, it looks I thought like it's an Irish. Yeah, company. at first, I thought it was UK based in Ireland, but it's actually Irish based. I think. Anyway, Butler's chocolates are very good too. We have, I mean, looking at their presentation and the kind of chocolates they've got. Um, there's, um, do you know, I can't remember off the top of my head now, but there, there's a company that that do similar um, right. sort of. I guess it's like slightly more upmarket chocolate. Yeah, they're kind of fancy. Um, they're they're kind of fancy. Yeah. Good for Valentine's Day. You know, I still regret that we didn't get those Crocs that smell like uh, KFC chicken. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's one well, of my greatest these, regrets these, in life, really. <laughs> these are the things we have to live with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I bet you could have sold those on eBay for a lot too. I mean, you could have enjoyed them for a while and then sold them to some teenager who was collecting odd shoes. Yeah, that is true. That is, wow. <laughs> here we are. Here, here we are. About it instead. We missed opportunity. That and GameStop stock, you know, we didn't we didn't get that in. Oh, either. don't. <laughs> Diamond hands. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah, that was a whole thing. It was but, a thing. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun to watch that. Um I didn't I d I, I have like I don't know, fifty dollars worth of stocks. <laughs> <laughs> varying things like it's it's not an actual amount that makes any difference and i certainly didn't have any GameStop or anything like that oh uh, i enjoyed watching it unfold and people getting outraged at how the stock market works because uh i in my former life i have a very keen understanding as to how things like robin hood works under the hood even mm-hmm. though even though they say they are a you know a service of the people i understand exactly how Stock trading, actually, how, how stock transactions actually occur, when, from having dealt with that in a failure situation, which is what Robinhood almost did, and mm-hmm. uh, and it, what was happening there was not surprising at all, uh, and I think a lot of people's eyes were open to how how the the game is a little a little rigged, I guess, against. The small investor. <laughs> I was not surprised. I mean, people's outrage is not misplaced, but uh, but I, I wasn't particularly surprised about it. It's nothing new. I'll put it that way. It's nothing nothing new. I don't think people. I don't think Robin Hood was doing anything that was unusual or that isn't done at every single other company that that uh, does trades for consumers. But uh, but yeah, I mean. Their problem was they sold themselves as as the underdogs who were doing something for the little guy mm-hmm. when they really weren't. No, 
no i mean it's uh it, it, like you say i think people going hi this is outrageous somebody we need to alert the people and it's like yeah this is how the stock market works <laughs> going on. this has been going on for decades at this point uh but yeah it doesn't make it right it's just it's just like it, it's not it's not shocking at all so no it's anyway. like this is literally how it was designed right it, it's it's but working anyway. the way it's supposed to in fact and uh, <laughs> and you can quibble with that which there's plenty of room to quibble with that but uh but saying that robin hood was doing something unusual that they weren't doing <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Anyway, well, that was a, anyway. That's a little. That's a little bit of uh, financial U.S. policy right there that we've we've delved into. I, you know, you get a little bit of everything from this podcast, really, Rob. Well, exactly. You get your snacks, your your Disney updates. It's like a <laughs> snack itself. You can you can dabble in a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, we've got we've got expertise exactly. in in many fields. It's like a like a snack podcast, a, a snack snack cast. Snack. There we go. There you go. Oh, you take that and run with it. You know, don't don't regret it. Move on it. Oh, just I like we should have moved on those Crocs. Absolutely. I know. Well. Anyway. All right. Well, I guess we've already stopped there before we get too too much further into this. Yeah, I think we probably should. We're going down a down a bit of a rabbit hole. I think. All right. Well, in a, I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks then. <laughs>